The Anton Savage Show on News Talk. And we're joined by a number of people who have some expertise in the uh, area of the Beatles and Wings and McCartney and all of the rest of it. We have John Ward, who is performing at the Macafest in Dublin this evening, celebrating Paul McCartney. We have Professor Luke O'Neill, uh, the TCD immunologist, who, of course, is himself a musician and a huge Beatles fan. And we have one of the very few people uh, are knocking around who can not only say that they have played extensively with Paul McCartney, but can still describe him as something of a nipper, given that he's five years younger than Howie Casey, who was uh, the only English person in the horn section in Wings. Is that correct, That's Howie? That's right, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, how does it feel for you to be 85 and McCartney to be 80? Does, did Je- you... Jealousy, I think. <laughs> <laughs> it's the younger days, you know. You know this thing where people say you should never meet your heroes. Yeah. Having spent a lot of time working with the man and playing with them, yeah. Does it does it take the shine off, or is he still? D- well, you know, I knew him before they became. I knew the Beatles well, and actually jammed together and stuff like that. But uh, so I knew them, you know, when they were trying like we were. And uh, of course, once they rose to fame, we sort of lost touch. But uh, working with them again in uh, with Wings, really speaking, I mean, we were friends basically, you know. So it was just like that. I did the sessions for Band on the Run and then I got a call sometime later to uh, do the tour, you know, and then further uh, albums from that time, you know, so yeah. What was it like seeing somebody you knew as just a peer from knocking around the area and knocking around the industry? What was it like seeing them at those points where you've 70 million watching Ed Sullivan, you've people screaming at them getting off airports? Yeah. Oh, no, it's fantastic. But not not for us, the horn section. We were <laughs> at the back, you know. <laughs> but uh, but being, yeah, but he was okay. Paul's always been all right. He was pretty straight with everybody, you know. So, yeah. And the family were always there on the tours, you know. So he had his kids, of course, Linda, you know. So, yeah. Uh, He'd just wander into his dressing room. He'd come into, you know, ours. We had the very tiny one at the end of the corridor. You know? <laughs> and uh, yeah, so it was, it was okay. It was just a bloke, you know. And what was he like to play with and to perform with? Is he freewheeling and impromptu or is it very controlled? Is he authoritarian on stage? What's he like as a bandmate? Well, he, he wants to be, be perfect, you know. So each, each gig, whatever it was, you had to be there a few hours before. He'd sit at the desk, the sound desk, with the guy, you know, did the sound, and he'd go through the whole band, you know, one by one by one, then the horns, you know, together, separately. Then he'd come on stage, and there's a jam usually started up for whatever length of time. But he wanted it like that. Although you played the songs dozens and dozens of times, he still wanted to hear you. And, of course, the balance and all that type of thing, you know. But uh, so, but he wasn't harsh or anything like that. I mean, uh, we had our dressing room, you know, the horns, and uh, everything was in there that we would need, booze and food <laughs> and all those things, you know. Uh, no chicks on at all. That was the one, no chicks. Uh, so any of the girlfriends or wives of uh, the band weren't allowed on the tour. Was this a, a Yoko Ono legacy, do you think? Could be, could be. But John wasn't there, was he? So she wouldn't have come. I think she did turn <laughs> well, up. Sorry, I, I didn't mean so much that he was still trying to keep Yoko out. More that the experience of having girlfriends involved in the Beatles hadn't gone so well. Well, that's right. Yeah, 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 probably. Well, Linda, you know, she knew. I mean, girls generally in the world at that time 
it didn't give him the what a right arm, you know, to be with Paul. And of course, she knew that, and they're the family, and they got the kids. So, and he was okay. He didn't go uh, skirt chasing at all, you know. Well, he couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> but he also wouldn't. Let's stick no, with no, it. He wouldn't, wouldn't as wouldn't well. <laughs> so for this evening, then uh, you guys are both going to be playing together. John, you're singing. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. What are you singing this evening? What's on the set list? Oh, we've got a we've got a great set put together, um, and we're kind of spanning through Beatles stuff, Wings stuff, some solo stuff from kind of the eighties, even even from his latest album. We're gonna do uh, gonna do a version of Long Tailed Winter Bird off his McCartney Three album, but uh, yeah, we've got all the big ones band on the run. Let him in, live and let die. Can't buy me love. Blackbird. Is that a lot of pressure for a singer? Because you know, if you're doing <laughs> Black Sabbath covers, nobody really minds yeah. if you're doing a good yeah, Aussie. Yeah. But you know, the Beatles are kind of. I know, yeah. And he, and he sings like a bird. Yeah, and, yeah, and he's uh, yeah, it's it's yeah, it is kind of. Um, but once once you get going, and you get into it. It's okay. Some of them are a bit. There's a bit of a stretch because he's quite high voice you know but I mean we're not doing imitations either we're kind of doing our own kind of take on them too and so. do you play bass as well no John we, we actually have a John and a Paul as well in the band no. yeah <laughs> I say you struggled with the Ringo <laughs> Fionn is the Ringo but um, yeah so John plays bass Paul plays drums Fionn's on guitar I'll be on guitar and singing as well. is he righty or lefty He's actually lefty. Is he? Yeah. God, that, that, you yeah. must have done a lot of whittling to find a left-handed no, basis to do my Isn't it's that the way not it out, right? <laughs> We also have with us uh, Luke O'Neill, who for once, we, we we won't mention the C word at all, Luke. It won't come up in conversation. Thank God. Tell us, from, from your perspective, Beatles fandom, how yeah. significant are they to fans? How significant are they still in the world of uh, influencing modern music? Oh, huge, huge. And him specifically, I should say, McCartney, him, of course. Exactly. Delighted to be taking part to marking the occasion. It's a wonderful day, isn't it, Paul, reaching 80? But they're either the most important band ever, really, you know. Uh, obviously, the music is what it's all about. Hugely influential. My son, who's a good bit younger than me, loves Paul McCartney, you know. Every generation rediscovers the Beatles, I think. And, and the one word I would use, Anton, is joy for the Beatles. And Paul's solo stuff. And by the way... Great to hear Howie Casey. Howie plays a fantastic sax solo on Bluebird, oh, yeah. on Man on the Run, one of my favourite songs. You know? so, <laughs> so superb. I mean, the, the music is just pure joy, isn't it? Most of it joyous stuff. And that's why children run them, love them. You know? I first came across them in 1968, when I was four years of age, uh, when Yellow Submarine came out. And I'm jumping around the house as a four-year-old singing Yellow Submarine. You know? And I've never, I've never lost <laughs> that sense of pleasure and that sense of joy in the music is always there. And it's it's one of the things I was thinking about. McCartney is one of the, probably one of the first of a generation whose entire life was effectively televised. He was one of the first major celebrities who lived from the point of being in his early 20s through until now in his 80s, where we watched him and where it is all recorded and where it's, it's all logged. If you're looking at a phase in his life where you say, look, that's what I would regard as the peak and you're digging back through all of the uh, footage and everything else. Which is the one you'd pick, Luke? Well, it's got to be the Beatles era, doesn't it, really, Anton? I'd say but early Beatles with the matching suits and the hold your hand? No, well, I'd go beyond that. I'd go from Revolver, Rubber Soul Revolver on, from the mid-60s to 1970s. Those albums, Sgt. Pepper, you know, the White Album, Abbey Road. 
that's the peak of the music, really. But by the way, Band on the Run, which how he plays on, is as good as a Beatles album, you know. He managed to produce every so often another killer album all through his career, you know. And the songs will last forever, Anthony. I mean, every time someone wants to hear music, play the Beatles, play Paul McCartney, it'll, it'll go on forever. It's like Beethoven, really, you know. And, and the reason is the musicality of the man was huge as well, remember. He was a superb, he is a superb musician. He learned all these old songs growing up in his, in his family home and there were constant sync songs with his dad, you know, so, so he learned all the musical stuff and all the rock, rock and roll. When Elvis, Elvis, of course, inspired him usually, you see, and, and Chuck Berry, and, and you hear that in the music. But the Beatles and McCartney basically define the idiom of popular music, so it's very hard to beat, basically, for that reason. John, you mentioned the McCartney 3 album. One of the interesting things about his recent career has been the collaborations that he's got involved mm-hmm. in, whether it be Kanye West or Rihanna or whoever else. He has managed to still produce music in the genre of people now, what, 50 years yeah. as juniors, yeah. which is it's incredible. You know, and he, and he, he doesn't seem to stop, you know, for a man who's 80 today, you know, he's, he just churns the stuff out, you know. Yeah. Mm. Howie, I, I can't let uh, you go without asking you the obvious question. Favourite McCartney song? So through the Wings era, through the Beatles era and solo, which would you, as a, as a peer, which would you pick? Well, I think, because uh, I recorded it myself as an instrumental, maybe I'm amazed. I think it's a wonderful song, you know. And uh, When all, was that recorded? God, don't ask me, I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Sometime back there, I don't know. Yeah. There is today and there's before today. Yes, yes. About that. Coming up this evening, you are both going to be playing where and when, John, if people want to go by? It's in Lost Lane, uh, which is at the bottom of Grafton Street. Uh, it's doors open at half seven and it'll be kicking off. There'll be lots of other music too and then there'll be ourselves uh, and Howie will be performing with us, which is a great pleasure for us. And the same question I asked Harry, that your favourite McCartney tune? Uh, my favourite McCartney tune is, I'd have to say, Here, There and Everywhere. Well, if you have any views, 53106 at a cost of 30 cent if you want to uh, throw in your own thoughts on that. A big thank you to Luke O'Neill on the phone, uh, to John Ward, who is going to be singing this evening, and to Howie Casey, uh, the man who recorded the uh, saxophone part on Band on the Run, who was, of course, saxophone player with Wings. Guys, I hope the gig goes very well for you this evening. Thank you. The Anton Savage Show, Saturday morning at 9 on News Talk.